We're recapping the New York Giants rookie minicamp, some general observations and reasons why we should be optimistic about the direction this team is headed in. That's coming up next on today's Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lock on Giants podcast, part of the Lock on Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we have a recap of the New York Giants rookie mini camp. Basically, some observations. I'm going to go over some things that stood out to me, and then I'm going to tell you why so far I remain optimistic that better days are ahead for New York Giants fans. That's all coming up in today's program, which is brought to you in part by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Happy to have you with us as always. And of course, thank you as always for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. All right. So um, I put together, I have my little reporter's notebook here and I have my observations that uh, I'm going to talk about. Um, I have five main takeaways that I'm going to discuss. Now, before I get into them, I want to just explain something to you so that uh, you're aware of how this was set up. The Giants in their rookie mini camp did not do a whole lot in the way of offense versus defense. The way the practice was set up, was primarily drills, individual drills, unit drills. And they would have like the offense lineup against uh, air. So for example, we didn't see any 11 on 11. So in that regard, you can't really tell if somebody looked good or, you know, if somebody was making uh, good catches and stuff like that. I do have a few observations I can throw in for you, but uh, if you're looking for anything hardcore, you're just going to have to wait until we get into the mini camps and into training camps. That's when I can really break stuff down for you. So nonetheless, uh, hope you enjoy what I did come up with for the show. Uh, These are my top takeaways from the Giants rookie mini camp that ran uh, Friday and Saturday. Number one, there is without a doubt, one voice amongst the organization. All right. Now this is important, I think. So let me just explain to you what, how it used to be what it is now, and why it is so important that it's one voice. All right, so in the past, for example, at the draft uh, pressers that, that we would have, you would hear from the general manager, you would hear from the head coach, you might hear from the assistant general manager, and you would hear from the director of college scouting, right? So you would hear from three different people at three different pressers. What the Giants have done is they have had Brian Dable, the head coach, and Joe Shane, the general manager, when it comes to these types of, you know, important pressers, they speak as one. So they are at the pressers together. This way they can each hear what the other has to say, the questions that are being asked and so on and so forth. And above all, folks, and this this is so important, the message is consistent. Now, there were many times in the past when I would come out of these pressers where the GM would talk, then the head coach would talk, then the owner would talk, and I would come away and I would say, hmm, the message isn't consistent. 
And if I'm not hearing consistency in the message, I wonder what's going on behind closed doors. None of that, I don't think, is happening now. All right. So again, even though John Mara isn't sitting in, in, in these pressers, and even though, you know, at the, at the mini camp, it was just Brian Dable that spoke, everyone is on the same page. Joe Shane wasn't too far away, you know, was aware of the messages being disseminated, the questions being asked. There's no, you know, guesswork, so to speak. All right. And that is so important because there were times, I can tell you for a fact, there were times in the past when the coaching staff and the front office were not on the same page. And when that happens, guess what? The football program probably isn't going to go anywhere. All right. So I thought that was a huge takeaway because, you know, we talk about communication and it's such an underrated aspect, but yet it's an important one. And the fact that the Giants have one voice is key. All right. Now, to that end, point number two, the rookies have the right mindset. All right. So by that, I mean, every single one of these rookies that came in that was put on the podium or that we had a chance to speak to individually, they all have the right mindset. It's none of this me, me, me stuff. Nobody pulled any diva-like behavior. Everybody practiced um, that was healthy and eligible to do so. Um, There was no attitudes. This is the first rookie camp that I can honestly recall in which someone didn't have an attitude to where they were, you know, quiet or belligerent or, you know, smart alecky towards the media or just, you know, it, it, it was a different approach. Okay. So it's like some of these players, they have, you know, that swagger, which you want them to have, but that swagger is good if used appropriately. And a good example of that is Kayvon Thibodeau, all right? That guy's got swagger, but he's not an arrogant type. He's a guy who came in, you know, he was full of wonderment, excitement, you know, typical rookie, you know, happy to be here, looking forward to hitting the ground running. He didn't have that, that attitude that just rubbed you the wrong way. And he, along with the rest of the rookie class that, that we got exposure to in the pressers, the same thing. In the past, like you said, you didn't always have that. Now, some guys are going to be more outgoing, obviously, than others. But the message they all gave and the impression they all gave was consistent. They're here to work. They're here to learn. They're here to be part of a team. It's not going to be the Kayvon Thibodeau show. It's not going to be the Evan Neal show. It's not going to be the Wandale Robinson show. These guys are here and they know their, their uh, roles or they're learning their roles and they're going to execute those roles to the best of their ability. So how refreshing is that, that uh, these guys are laid back enough to feel comfortable in learning and understanding what they have to do as opposed to being so wound up so tightly that everybody is now on edge or walking on eggshells as, as has been the case with certain players in the past. So that to me was a big thing. Now, what else do I think was was a big thing? Stick around and I'll tell you. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, BetOnline is the only place that offers information on the latest odds, contests, and player props for all your sports betting needs. No matter what sport you're into, BetOnline.net has you covered 
Plus, they offer everything you need to know for live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head on over to betonline.net today to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you, and I'm giving you my top takeaways from rookie camp, which concluded uh, this past weekend, Friday and Saturday, the rookies were on the field. Then on Sunday, they had meetings for, I think, a half a day before they were dismissed because Coach Dable had to get to the Rangers-Penguins Game 7 at the Garden. I mean, priorities, right? (laughs) No, just kidding. I mean, that that was how the schedule was set up. This was long before the Rangers had Game 7, which, by the way, if you're watching this, go Rangers. Please don't break my heart. Um, So let's, uh, before I get get into the um, other takeaways I have from the minicamp, just real quick. Twitter Tuesday returns tomorrow. So you know the drill. Send your questions to me um, via email, podcast at gmail.com. Tweet them to me at Patricia underscore trainer with the hashtag AskPTrain. You can text them. The number is in the show notes. Just um, I think if you get them to me by 730 on Monday night, I should be able to get everything into the show um, since I'm going to be recording Monday night. So uh, look forward to seeing what you have as always. And then also folks, I still have some shows that I taped with some of the locked on college hosts that I haven't yet run because there's only so many days in the, in, in the week. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean I threw them away. So, so we still have to hear from Candace Cooper, who is the host of locked on ACC. Um, Isaac Shad, who's uh, from the Tar Heels, locked on Tar Heels. Um, Alex Frank, who I believe is locked on Cincinnati, I think. Uh, so yeah, we've got some more of those shows coming up and I'm going to crank those out for you this week. And then Thursday night, I will tape, um, observations from the, um, from the, uh, OTA, or I may go live Friday. I haven't decided yet. I might do a live show Friday. I have to see if maybe the entertainer is going to be around. I'll see if he wants to come on, but uh, I will do something on that. So that's kind of a look at what we're going to do here on the Lots and Giants podcast this week. All right, let's get back to the observations and takeaways. A big one for me is Dable's approach to building up this program. Now, I have said in the past that if you go back and you look at the decline of the Giants from 2011 onward, That decline didn't happen overnight. That happened a little each year to the point where, you know, it deteriorated a little bit by a little bit by a little bit, and then it hit rock bottom. Well, Dable is smart enough, I think, to know that you're not going to go from worst to first overnight. So the approach he's taking, and it showed up, I think, in the minicamp, is that he's telling the players, look, we're going to take this one step at a time. We're going to crawl before we, we walk and walk before we run so that when the time comes and we need to, we will be able to, to hit the ground running and play fast. All right. So what do I mean by that? I mentioned at the start of the show, the, um, the setup of camp, how it was no offense versus defense, how it was pretty much a teaching camp a lot of work on the, um, the fundamentals, if you will. Now, one thing I like to do is I like to look at the length of what they call the periods within the practice. So 
most practices have between 11 and 12 periods, and they're about two to four minutes in length. Dable had about, I want to say, six or seven per practice. Um, the first one was, was a quick one. And then like the next three were long ones. I'm talking instead of like four minutes tops, I'm talking in some cases, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. There was a lot of time spent on the teaching and the fundamentals. And I thought that was noteworthy because how many times have we seen giant teams, they go into a season and the tackling is sloppy or guys are dropping passes or guys are, you know, not staying in their lanes or they're, they're rounding out uh, routes when they run, you know, the receivers are rounding out routes. That's what the Giants really focused on with these rookies. They really went after the fundamentals. They spent a lot of time with that. And that's what the bulk of the practice entailed. Now, when all that was done, that's when they did some of the air stuff, as I call it. So that's when you saw guys, for example, line up in the seven on seven, although it was, again, it was seven uh, versus air most of the time. It wasn't so much as, um, a, you know, offense versus defense. There was very little of that. Um, so, yeah, you, you saw a lot of that. You did see some one-on-ones here and there, but for the most part, like I said, it was offense working against air, defense working against air. And that's good. And, and the reason for that, I think, is Dable, again, he knows that these kids coming in are going to be uptight. You know, they're, they're rookies. They want to impress. They want to justify, you know, being drafted. They want to justify um, getting an, an undrafted free agent contract. If they're tryout players, they want to impress to get an offer to come to camp. It can be very stressful. All right. So rather than have them go from point A to point, say, M, in the alphabet, they start from the beginning and they go A, B, C, D. So in other words, think of it in terms of learning a dance. When you first learn a dance, you're shown the steps without the music, all right? And you practice the steps until you become comfortable with doing them in a, as a sequence. And then the music comes and then you start to perform, okay? And a lot of times you're going to perform a lot faster than when you're learning. Well, that's kind of the approach that Dable has taken. It's okay, This is how we want you to put your hand in the dirt. This is how we want you to run this particular route. This is how we want you to do this. This is how we want you to do that. And the idea was for these players to develop a comfort level in what they were doing so that when the time comes and they have to do it against live competition, they're going to be able to do it at a quick pace. And uh, Kayvon Thibodeau said something to the effect of, you know, when he was asked, how much have you learned? And he said, man, I've learned a lot so far, you know, he didn't tell us what specifically, but it just goes to show you that these are guys that have been playing football, a lot of them, since they were kids. And they come in and they say, hey, you know, I've learned a few new things. And every rookie I spoke to um, said the same thing, that they learned, that, that they felt like they could walk away having learned something that they didn't already know, that they feel is going to make them a better football player moving forward. So it was a teaching camp with just the right balance of activity, football activity, you know, just to see where they're at. Now, in the coming days and weeks, as we go through the OTAs and as we go through um, the uh, mandatory mini camp before they break for the summer, you're going to see them pick things up and, and work faster. So the OTAs, by the way, start Monday. So it's Monday, Tuesday, 
Uh, and then the third one is uh, on Thursday. That's the one the media has access to. So we'll see how far they all come along uh, when we when we get in there and uh, observe. So, all right. I've got one more thing to talk about. Plus, I'm going to tell you why I feel good about this, this program so far moving forward. That's coming up next. All right, Giant fans, still more to come on today's Locked on Giants podcast. But first, imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and had 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs and I have never tasted anything like this before. They're available right now and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake, enrobed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. And this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. And they're made with collagen protein, a protein that your body absorbs more efficiently and which provides a ton of health benefits. So go to built.com today to get the birthday cake puffs now and use our promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you. And I'm giving you some observations and takeaways from the Giants rookie minicamp. In terms of player performances, a couple guys stood out. I thought Daniel Bellinger stood out. Darian Beaver stood out, the linebacker. Um, Jashwan Corbin, the running back, looked very shifty. And a guy who I think couldn't challenge for a roster spot. But, you know, look. Here's the thing. I didn't get too heavy into writing down player observations because it's rookies versus rookies. I want to see what they look like when they mix in with the veterans. How are they going to be deployed? How are they going to do against, you know, competition that's been in the league a little longer than them? That's where you really can tell and and get a beat on um, how good a guy potentially can be. So I, I didn't really, again, go too heavy on observations, but I will moving forward. So those of you who came Looking for that? Sorry. You'll just have to tune in later, I hope. Okay. So anyway, let's talk. uh, Let's get back to the general takeaways I had from the rookie minicamp. And then I'm going to tell you why I feel good about the direction this program is headed. All right. I thought um, the players, like you said, they just seem to have the right attitude. There was no prima donnas in the group. There was no drama. There was no arrogant swag. And by that, I mean, you know, players have swag, all right? You know, Kayvon Thibodeau has swag, okay? He's, he, he's, he's a guy that, you know, is just overbrimming with confidence. There's confidence and there's cockiness. There's a very fine line between the two. And when I was uh, interacting with Thibodeau, um, I saw confidence, not cockiness, Right, he's a guy that wants to learn, wants to get better, who doesn't think he has all the answers, and who is eager. He is eager to come out and prove himself and prove to the Giants that they made the right choice in taking him. So that's that's the difference to me, as opposed to what I have seen over the years with some players who walk in the door and they think that they're the next best thing since sliced bread. All right, so just a good group, attitude wise very respectful, very eager to learn. 
And I like how, again, Dable kept them not from overdoing it, but who, but basically said to them, look, guys, um, this is where we're at. You know, this is what we expect of you. Don't go crazy and don't knock yourself out with, you know, running a hundred miles an hour now when we're just now getting started. So I just like the whole attitude of this class. There wasn't a single guy that you could sit there and say, oh boy, I really wonder about him. Now, again, first impressions, that's mine. Um, But we'll see as we go on, because right now everybody's in the honeymoon stage. All right. One final thing I want to talk about before I tell you why I am so optimistic about this this, uh, year. There was the relaxed atmosphere. Nobody was on eggshells. And above all, it's a family type of atmosphere. I tweeted this out at the end of day two, but it bears repeating here. I have never in the 30 plus years I've covered a football camp, a rookie camp, seen a situation where um, all the players were invited to take a group photo. And then another photo was taken of all the signed players, the draft picks and the undrafted free agents. And then finally, you just had the one picture of the draft class, right? In the past, the way it's been is you've either seen the first rounders just get their picture taken or just the rookie class, the the draft picks. And it's like the undrafted free agents and the rest of the guys, they're an afterthought. Not so with this regime. All right. Joe Shane came out to, you know, pose for pictures with these guys. Dable, of course, pose for pictures with these guys. And this is important. It sends a big message to the locker room. What it sends to to the locker room is that no matter how you got to this team, you are just as important as the next guy. All right. You are important enough to be in a picture. All right. So it's not going to be a case of, oh, it's just these 11 guys and we're going to erase the memory of these other guys. No, that's not what they're trying to do. And I admire the Giants for that because all too often you do see a situation where teams just focus on the draft class because that's their pride and joy. And these other guys, they don't count, you know, unless they they make a name for themselves in training camp. So I thought that sent a very positive message to the players, to the locker room. And to the, you know, to anybody uh, who sees that picture, you know, and I'm sure the veterans, when they come back to work on Monday, they're going to see those pictures and they're going to say, wow, you know, they included these guys, including guys that weren't even invited to, you know, to, 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 for training camp, because there's only so many roster spots. So that sets a very positive message that no one is above the other guy. Everybody is equally as important. The expectations are the same for everyone. Big, big, big message. And uh, that's what's going to set up a a positive atmosphere for this football program. All right. Now, having said all this, why am I optimistic? All right. Now, before I answer that question, I acknowledge that is the honeymoon stage. There haven't been any games played. All right. There haven't been um, any adversity just yet. All right. They haven't lost any games, had any devastating injuries and whatnot. But in listening to Brian Dable, I think considering he's a first year head coach, he's who he is. He's not uptight. He's not trying to be something he's not. And I think, you know, his expectations are realistic of these players. They're not 
oh my God, you better win because if you don't, you know, heads are going to roll. He knows that this is a building process. Again, Rome wasn't built in a day and it's going to take time. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to sit there and he's going to tolerate mistakes, right? So if, if the same guy makes the same mistake twice, he's not going to tolerate that. But if a guy makes a mistake, he's going to say to the coaches, okay, let's work with this guy so that he doesn't do this again. And it's just a more relaxed atmosphere. And sometimes I think when you don't have your guys walking on eggshells and you don't put the fear of God in them, they perform better. And I think the Giants have a lot of talent on this roster, not just in the rookie class, but in the, in the veteran ranks. But I thought the last couple of years or so, in retrospect, there were, they were walking on eggshells. There was a lot of expectations. Um, maybe some of them, in retrospect, were a little too high. And then when adversity struck, nobody really knew how to deal with it. I don't get that impression right now from Dable. Now, again, it's early. And to be fair, I've only been now to three practices run by him. I will be at a lot more. And it'll be interesting to see if he changes. But so far, I think the program he's trying to build, in terms of it being teaching, in terms of it being a nurturing program, in terms of it being a family type of program, I think he's on the right track. And I think... If you can make guys feel appreciated, whether they're the top guy on the roster or, or at number 53 on the roster, I think that's going to pay off dividends for them in the long run. Now, will it result in a winning season? That remains to be seen. But I do think the Giants are going to be a lot better than what they were a year ago. I'm optimistic. You know that, guys. I tell you all the time. I go in with optimism until, until I see reason to believe otherwise. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. As always, appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Again, don't forget Twitter Tuesday is back tomorrow. Then we're going to do the um, the rest of those interviews that I have in the can um, on the draft picks and then uh, the OTA. So plenty more football coming up for you before we take our summer schedule that's coming up next month, but uh, we've got a lot more to come. So thank you as always for listening and watching and making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. We'll catch you again tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen.